welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we talk about the often complicated world of money and wealth. My name is Kevin. And my name is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to topics surrounding money. Ultimately, what we're trying to do here is help you build wealth. And there's something that I want to just point out is that we are not financial advisors and we really don't pretend to be. Really just take this as just general education and what I like to call financial entertainment. So again, just don't misconstrue this as financial advice. That's correct. So again, you guys are back another week, Van. Yes, another week. Two weeks in a row. I'm proud of us. Yeah, yeah. Very proud of us. So I'm actually very excited about this podcast today. Oh, yeah? What's that? Uh, because it is something that's near and dear to me, given my current <laughs> health-related injury. That's true. What foot? Why don't you tell the audience what happened? I broke my foot, man. Oh, yeah? Yes, Doing I, what? Playing basketball. Basketball, And geez. it was a stupid, stupid thing. But it actually led to... The silver lining to this is it led to this podcast. So I mean, what are we talking about today? Wait, wait, wait. Before... <laughs> we we got we to gotta find out if you're okay, okay? I'm okay, man. You're okay? Yes, I'm okay. I appreciate you asking. I know the world out there, all uh, 10 listeners out there. Or worried about me. I think we have an 11th one now. <laughs> oh, we do. I we think do. so. Yeah, wow, wow, yeah. Wow. I think my mom started listening. <laughs> I, wait, my mom just liked my Facebook. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. You're so lucky your mom has Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She was, uh, she was very proud of us. Mm. She was like, wow, you and Van doing a podcast? So, it's good stuff. That's cool. But what are we talking about today, Van? So, today we're actually going to talk about uh, what is an FSA and what is an HSA. So, otherwise known as flexible spending accounts and a health savings account. Very cool. And, I, and the other part of why I'm so excited is this is actually going to be a two-part potential it is. podcast. Right, because when I was researching, I, I was just typing away and I had I basically had like 10 pages worth of data here and we didn't really want to uh, drop it all in one episode. <laughs> yeah, we're going to break this up um, and really talk about something that is, I think, a... Well, how would you describe this, man? I feel like it's something that people know and heard about, but really don't really know exactly what it's all about. Right. Because, I mean, generally, people, when they have this, it's just they just sign up for it kind of blindly. And I don't think there's a lot of planning that goes involved with, with a lot of these, um, you know, FSAs or HSA decisions. It's just, yeah. you know, what, what's going to give me the most uh, bang for my buck or what's going to give me the least amount of premiums every month and so forth, right? And yeah. I, I would say... I mean, I know generally people know it's good, but I don't th- think they know why it's good. Yeah. As before we dive into this, Van, I know I see in the show notes, you wanted to make some few disclaimers, right? Because this can get real hairy real fast. Yeah, if right. We don't be careful. So I mean, that 10 pages could have easily been 100 pages, right? <laughs> yeah. So we want to stay top level. But what are some of the disclaimers we want our uh, our fans here to, to know? Sure. So, again, uh, with this, I really don't want to go into health insurance because health insurance is just another, um, you know, a, a free, uh, currently Trump can figure it out, right? Yeah. So, right. I don't, it's right. just something that I didn't really want to get into because that could go into, like, into the weeds real quickly. And really, just want to focus on the FSA and HSA portion of it. Okay. And I know some of you out there always already think, oh, HSA, that's kind of, a, you know, health insurance. But, again, I just want to focus on the yep. HSA portion of it. Right. That um, and the second disclaimer is that when there are some differences when uh, health insurance FSAs and HSAs when you have um, you know when you are self employed or versus you are employer and you have an employer sponsoring those plans for you mm-hmm. and really for this episode and even the next episode I'm, I'm going to only focus on the employer sponsored portion and I, I would say for the self employed part it will it, some of it will apply but some of them may not apply. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So again, guys. Keeping it top level, we're really not trying to 
debate the merits of one health insurance versus another. It's really about the concept of what an FSA and an HSA is. Well, we will tell about what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of True. each one, right? That's correct. So, like, yeah. That's a good point, Ben. So are yeah, you ready so, to... So don't tell the lies now, I'm Kevin. just saying. All right. Oh, my bad. My bad. You see, this is, you know, a lot of hard work here. It's like, well, because people call me out for saying lies, so... That's true. Ooh, a soft, soft spot there. Exactly. Soft spot. Are you ready to jump right in, Ben? I, I know. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Sure. I'm, I know that this is something that we, we being my wife and I, are using as it, we're financing my foot care. Because <laughs> it's... It's a lot of doctor visits lately. Actually, um, I'm curious. What are you using for your foot care? What are you using? Just your F- Do you have an FSA? So my wife has an FSA. Okay. And she put uh, money into it this year. Got and it. Oh, so because she planned for your foot to be broken. I think so. Oh, wow. I think she was the mastermind behind all of this. And I, I told her... Uh, I was like, because you put the max amount you could, you were you were thinking this was going to happen. So, but so, that's how we're fighting. I mean, was this something that you guys normally put in previous years? We put it in, I I believe, first time last year. Okay, and then this year we put it in. Wow. Okay. Well. So she so really she missed the mark because she she anticipated you breaking your foot last year. That's right. Correct. That's correct. So, <laughs> but you know, let's let's actually go into yeah, what it is first. Just right. My fans are getting a little confused. So, right. Let's start with FSA. Sure. I feel like that is probably something that uh, people have heard about. Dan, why don't we, can you define that for us? Sure. So again, uh, FSA stands for Flexible Spending Account. And really what it is, is it's an employer-sponsored savings account that's really just used for general health care expenses. So uh, typically, when your employer provides you health insurance, they would uh, they may prov- uh, also give you an option to add an FSA on, you know, in addition to your standard health insurance. And let's say you go to the doctor and you, you always have like a copay and so forth, right? Uh, right. You know, if you don't have an FSA, you would just have to, you know, use your cash or a credit card and pay out of pocket right then and there. But if you had a, have an FSA, what you can do is you can um, use the money in the FSA to pay for it instead of your, your cash or your credit card. Got it. So where does an FSA, is this, is this actual health insurance or is this something different? Is it an add-on? It's kind of an add-on actually okay. because it, it actually, it comes in addition to your regular health insurance. Got it. And where does the money come from? So the money comes from actually your paycheck. So uh, in, when you actually sign up for your plan uh, during usually during your enrollment period, you have to specify how many how much money you want to put into this FSA account. And um, you know, so clearly your wife had um, had some psychic abilities to uh, know she, that so. <laughs> something was going to happen yeah. because the, um, the FSA you, you know you, you really have to figure out in the beginning. And it, once you figure once you put in that amount, you can't really adjust that amount throughout the year. For instance, got it, got it. And where does, is this also something that the, is it kind of you do it on the side yourself with the institution? Is it through your employer? How does that work? So uh, again, it's usually with, during your enrollment period is, um, you know, when you sign up for your health insurance yep. for that plan, and then you also do your FSA at the same time as, as well. Got it. So it's through the employer um, and it's, they take it out of your so it's pre-tax dollars. Exactly. So, so actually, that's the main one of the main benefits is that these are all done in pre-tax dollars because God. when you use your own cash and pay out of pocket, you know, there's that money has already been taxed. But you know, right. the beauty of this is that you can just you know pay with pre-tax dollars, and it really is a way to lower your in, uh, your income to the federal government as well. Got it. So it lowers your taxable income exactly. at the end of the year. So in some ways, government's saying. Look, here's some help for you if you happen to have any health and related you know expenses throughout the year, right? Exactly. Cool. 
So I know this part, which is my wife has a little debit card mm-hmm. that I always mistake for a credit card. And oh, I said, did you buy a Snickers bar with it? Said, How dare you? <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, well, where'd you get that credit card from? But actually, it was an it's an H, uh, FSA card. Okay, right. Is right. That, so Van, tell us a little bit about how what what, what that debit card is all about. So really, I mean, um, with the FSA, I think in the past of. Uh, in the past, uh, when you didn't have a debit card, you would actually have to spend money and then get reimbursed for that. Mm-hmm. So with the debit card, what it allows you to do is it basically acts as another you know form of payment that you can just pay with that uh, FSA card you know wh- uh, whenever you have a healthcare expense. Got it. Yeah. So it's just a it's just a really a convenience a convenient way to pay for your healthcare expenses. Got it. So let me let me ask this just so I'm clarifying correctly. Sure. So basically, I have my paycheck. The paycheck, uh, a portion of it is taken to contribute into my FSA. Correct. That FSA is then loaded onto like a debit card. Pretty is much. That pretty much That's what happens. Pretty or? much. Right. Because the way it works, let's say you want to put in a $1,000 into yeah. your FSA. So depending on how many paychecks you've received in, uh, during the year, it, was, it will actually take that $1,000 and split it equally uh, throughout you know, all your paychecks. So let's say you have, um, actually, let's make math even simpler. Let's say you decide to put in $1,200. Yeah. And let's assume that you get one paycheck per month. So, you know, you get 12, 12 paychecks a year. Yeah. So every month is going to take out $100 pre-tax out of your paycheck. God. Automatically. So what happens in this case? I broke my foot here in July. Okay. Right. So uh, let's say for just you know just re- math. Let's say it was it cost me a thousand dollars to do the you know get fixed. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you can go see my guy. He's he's gonna charge only five hundred. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it out of his house? No, it, it may be like his mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but in that case, what if I? Have wanted. Let's say I put a thousand dollars into my FSA okay. during the year, but if it's split up throughout the year, I wouldn't have a thousand by the time it's July, right? Correct. So how would that work? Is it just whatever I have at that point? That's what I can subsidize, and I have to pay the rest out of pocket, or so? Uh, well, no, not at all, actually, because it's actually the, another beauty of an FSA is that you can actually use up to that thousand dollars, even though you they haven't re- uh, withdrawn that thousand dollars out yet. So you can dip in. Early. You can dip in early, yeah. So Very let's cool. say for yeah. So in your case, you, if you in July, um, you would probably let's assume you only put in five hundred, right? Because yeah. you're only putting a thousand right. for the rest of the year exactly even though you only put in 500 bucks you can still use that thousand dollars that you initially allocated and even though you only put in 500 and it wouldn't be anything out of more out of pocket correct yeah well i mean it would be more out of pocket if you're healthy if you um that procedure costs more than a thousand right got it that makes sense okay cool now i'm assuming there are different types of sf fsas there are um do you want to kind of jump into some of the more common ones sure so there are actually there are actually quite a few. Um, I would say probably about five or six that I um, that I've read during uh, while researching this. But I would say the three main ones that caught my eye are yeah. uh, one is is the health healthcare FSA, and that's kind of what we've been talking about the last few minutes. Got it. So that's really the healthcare FSA. There's uh, another one called dependent care FSA, okay. and this one is actually interesting because. It allows you to use pre-tax uh, payments, uh, to, uh, pre-tax contributions to do uh, to pay for your childcare services. So, 
for things like uh, daycare or after school care or summer oh. camp and things like that. Okay. And really, it's really this, um, it's only for if you have kids under 13 and you can pay for those type of expenses. Um, I mean, because it's also called dependent care FSA, it also covers taking care of other family members who has disabilities as well. And the main reason for this is so that um, the government basically gives you some kind of kickback for because they know that like, you're working, right? Yeah. So um, because you're working, they want to give you some kind of kickback so that yeah. way you can uh, better afford some of these services for your dependents in your household. Got it. Okay. Yeah. What other, any other FSAs? So there's also something called an adoption assistance FSA. And this one is actually, I don't, I don't think it's very common because I don't think my employer also provides this. And actually, all of my jobs in the past hasn't really get provided this. But it's really uh, what it is, is it's another employer-sponsored plan that gives, allows you to do pre-tax contribution for adoption services. Because Got it. We, we, uh, my understanding is adoptions, uh, the adoption process is very expensive. And this is just another way for you to pay with pre-tax dollars as well. Got it. So let me let's jump back to healthcare FSA a little bit, sure. man, because I know that that's something that most most often that's the most common FSA, uh, uh, I guess, type that people know about. When it comes, are there any limits to how much you can put in? Because at the end of the day, what if I'm like, oh, I'm going to put 100% of my paycheck into an FSA because I don't want to pay any taxes? Is there a limit? Is the government saying, no, you can't do that? Well, I mean, uh, there is a limit. Um, well, unless your paycheck is twenty six hundred a, a year, then mm. that is all of your paycheck, ah, that's right? True. That's true. <laughs> but, the, I take that back. Yeah. but the annual limit is twenty six hundred. Uh, you know, it, it says I think it's per person, but okay. um, because I know with the HSA, there's a per person, and the and there's also um, per, there's a if you're single, then there's a, a different limit, and then if you're a family member, if you're in the family, there's a yeah. higher limit, but. I think with FSA is is really just twenty six hundred per the household. Uh, uh, I couldn't it. really, but I couldn't really find any numbers specifically for um, you know if there's a higher limit for a household in you versus, know for yeah, versus in single, individual. right? Got it. Yeah, so that's something number. that I'm sure our our uh, listeners will yeah, correct, correct us. <laughs> but, but there is a limit at the end of the day, and right now what you what we found was twenty six hundred per right. annual. And then kind of going back on the dependent care FSA, there's a limit there as well. And this one I actually do know the numbers because mm-hmm. I did uh, I was able to find it pretty easily. So if you're filing single, it's twenty six hundred for that mm-hmm. one. And then if you're filing married, it's up to five thousand. So and this is uh, again the limits for uh, healthcare FSA is a different. Um, is separate from the dependent care FSA, so technically you can have both of those uh, limits, and you can both you can max both of those out. Got yeah. it. So these are not mutually exclusive in some ways; they're Wait, two different pots. They are they are mutually exclusive, right? Oh, they're, yeah. Sorry, they are. <laughs> they are in two different pots. That you you don't. You, it's not that you put twenty six hundred on the healthcare and it impacts your dependent care FSA. That's at least that's my understanding of Got it. Got it. Okay, very cool. So now, what happens if you don't use it? If you don't use the FSA? Yeah. So During the year. You mean if you... Uh, well, basically anything that you don't use at the end of the year, it, there's a number of things that could happen to it. Um, one, you could... Uh, it actually really depends on your employer, actually, okay. because your employer dictates how um, you know the excess uh, you know gets handled at the Got end of the year. It. So I would um, one one case would be, uh, you know, you actually lose all of it. Yeah. So that's that's one option, which is a crappy option. That sucks. <laughs> um, so, I guess you're not, in, you're not getting... Sick, in some ways, right? You're not getting correct, but it is it is a waste of money actually yeah, if you don't I plan know. it that way. Um, the second option is 
this is what, something that my employer does is you, actually, you can actually roll over up to $500 to the following year. Got it. And then the third option is there's also something called a grace period option where they can choose to um, you know give you a two and a half year grace period to use up that money. Oh, so which that one is cool. yeah, I don't actually That's none funny. of my none of my employers actually provided that in the past so I don't know how common that is but I've actually seen the first and second options so you know use it if you, um, lose it if you don't use it and yeah. then the five hundred dollar rollover those are you know, I've seen those a lot more um, in you know in my past work Got but it. I haven't really seen the grace period because yeah. that seems. That seems pretty, that seems uh, pretty generous, generous yeah. Yeah, for them. I know for our uh, my wife's company, they do um, it's the five hundred mm. limit, which is why I know that last year when she put in the five hundred, we didn't use all of it. Mm-hmm. We rolled that over to this year. Oh, that's nice. And then she put in the she then she maxed it out after that. Got it. To get to the twenty, I guess twenty six hundred. Got it. Uh, of so, which we're using quite a bit of. So in that case, I mean, this is I haven't really, I didn't do the research on this mm-hmm. part. But let's say you rolled over five hundred, then your contribution for the next year is can you put an extra twenty six hundred on top of that, or is it twenty one? Just twenty. Yeah, she only ha- she could only do up to the max of that year. Got it. But okay. I, again, I. Yeah, you know, we didn't really look that up, but right. at least that's what my understanding was when she told me. About okay, it. I mean that's how I understand it as well. Yeah. Because otherwise, I could see that being a loophole as yeah, well, right? right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I know Van. We're going to talk about this later, either in the rest later in this podcast or the next. But just general top line right now, like why would someone do an or contribute to an FSA? Is it? I mean, it's really hard to predict that you're going to necessarily get sick or get like my case. I wasn't planning on right. injuring my foot and not being able to play basketball for a few months. How does it? Or when? When should people really think about like, hey, at the beginning of the year, you should really put money in. I, again, just top line. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about like the pros and cons, but just you know, just wanted to kind of set that. Uh, sure. Expectation right now. So I mean, the general idea is really it's just another great way to reduce your taxable income, right? right. So that's that's that one sense. main thing. But from a planning standpoint, I mean, there uh, right in your situation, you, you, there's no way you could plan that, right? Yeah, or right, I mean, exactly. clearly, actually, clearly, your wife did plan, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you look at most for the most of the population, there are certain things that um, you can actually plan for. So, for instance, some people um, <clears throat> some people may have to go through uh, you know may have certain conditions that they know sure. that they have to go through certain treatments and things like Got that every it. single month, right? That so those sense. things you can really plan. Um, I mean, you could probably even uh, plan to uh, maybe if you, on average in the past, if you've gone through maybe three or four doctor's appointments, I mean, just plan for that, for oh, instance, right? So it's just, a, you know, actually, if you want to do an FSA, what I would recommend is to go back into your, uh, at least the last year or two worth of medical expenses and see what actually are reoccurring, right? Yeah. Because you may see a pattern there that you can kind of plan for going yeah. forward. Well, that's actually a good point. I, I, I was meant to ask this, but we kind of glazed over it. Mm-hmm. Is when it comes to healthcare FSA, man, like what is actually, what can you use that money for? You can't use that to buy a PlayStation, right? No, you can't. But I mean, it's actually, uh, it used to be a lot more um, broad, so you can actually go and buy, you know, over the counter medicine and things like that. Like Tylenol. Or even like something that's like loosely related to health. Like I hear, like, you know, um, I mean, I don't know if gym membership was something we could buy back then, but I mean, but it's just things like that. It was a lot more loose, right? But I think, (laughs) I mean, potentially, right? I mean, that's true. But I mean, but now it's actually, there's, um, pretty, it's pretty strict on what you can buy, uh, use it for. I mean, some of the things you can use it for are uh, your uh, deductibles. Mm-hmm. So any deductibles you have or co-pays you have, um, any uh, medical prescription, uh, prescribed medication. Okay. Right. Um, see, there's anything else there. So doctor's visits. Doctor's visits. Yeah. You know, uh, 
special specialist visits, all those. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Or if you have some kind of procedure, right, you're deductible and you're yeah. maximum out of pocket and yeah. things like that. You, that's, I mean, think those are the type of things you can uh, put money towards. I mean, I know there's a whole laundry list, but I thought I wrote them down here, but I can't. Find well, it, but, yeah. you know, right now I'm on an e-scooter, and I, okay. <laughs> that was a, a allowable expense. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so that totally makes sense. Exactly. Well, cool, man. Yeah, but I mean, I would say, like, anything that's, I would say, is special to your specific, you know, healthcare needs, I think it's fine. But if it's anything, like, general that, um, that you know, that you would go to, like, Walmart and buy, not over the counter, well... Basically, anything over the counter, I don't think you would cover. So, right? like Advil, no, no, none of that stuff. Because uh-huh. in the past, I think like people would just stock up on like oh, yeah. Tylenol <laughs> or Advil or something like that, right? Just because to use it up. right, because you know, uh, otherwise you could potentially lose all that money, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so, the, I mean, this is kind of like a, I guess, a pretty simple question, but I've always asked like, if you don't use that money, where does that money go? It just goes to the insurance company, right? It's I, insurance in some way. I actually think it goes. I believe it goes back to the employer. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. Wow, yeah. interesting. So, uh, because I've actually read something, um, uh, something uh, a website that says that you know, basically it was kind of a uh, an article about from the employer's perspective, and mm-hmm. actually in one of the comments it said that it goes back to the employer. Oh, okay, got it. But it depends on what it, there's like how the employer wants to set that up. Exactly. Right, okay. Correct. Correct. Well, cool. Anything else to add on FSA, just from a definition standpoint, man? At this point, oh, I mean, I think that's pretty comprehensive so yeah. far, and uh, yeah, we, we could probably jump into the you know our HSA. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, disclaimer: I I thought we had an HSA this whole time. Oh, you did <laughs> until this morning when oh, Kevin. my wife was like, "You have an FSA, you fool." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, so little." Uh, so it's interesting. But, so explain to me what nature. Yeah, to your point though, I think a lot of people do have uh, confusion between the two. Yeah, because, I mean, oh, what's an FSA? First of all, uh, they're only different by one letter, right? Yeah. In the in the acronym. So and, and another thing is, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just something that is. Um, I guess it's not really widely talked about as no. as much, right? I mean, when it's when I go to my, you know, when I go to the water club, we don't talk about yeah. HSAs or FSAs I, very often, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I actually, you know, I was giving you a hard time a couple seconds ago, no, but she's been, <laughs> but I, I mean, totally understand. No, it's like it was funny because when you send me the show notes, I was like, I think he spelled it wrong, <laughs> and I was like, oh, but he also put HSA. I was like, oh, that must be something different, right? So, okay. So explain to me, enlighten me, man. Sure. Enlighten all of us. What is an HSA? So an HSA stands for Health Savings Account, and again, it's it's very similar to an FSA, and and the way you use it is also very similar to okay. F, uh, FSA. But the main difference I would say here is that it's usually it's it has to be paired with a high deductible health plan. Okay. So meaning it's you can't you have to have basically in order to have an HSA account. Um, you have to have basically uh, attached to another health plan that has a high deductible. Got it. Right. Got it. And that's the only way an HSA really comes back. It's not really an add-on kind of like an FSA is for regular health insurance. Correct. In some way. Okay. So, I mean, think of it this way. So, for instance, when you... Uh, at work, you have your standard health insurance, right? Yes. Then you have the option of adding an FSA if you want to or not. Right. So you don't have to, right? Yeah. But let's say if you um, if you want to do an HSA, you have to add the high deductible plan. Got it. Yeah. So it's, it. that's not an option at it's all. It kind of comes together as a pair, right? And uh, I have to say, I mean, I, I mentioned high deductible, right? I mean, yeah. what does that really yeah, mean? What does so that mean? Every year, the the, the high deductible uh, minimum high deductible minimums are kind of um, are. A little bit different, actually. So, in 2017, in order to be a high deductible plan, 
you, if you were just by yourself, uh, in an in, uh, individual, the minimum deductible is actually thirteen hundred bucks. Wow! So it's pretty high, right? I mean, I know uh, with most standard plans in um, in most um, uh, you know for a standard plan that I have at my work, my deductible is maybe I think like two. Um, like 200 bucks so yeah. again this is pretty you know almost six times more than what i would normally pay. High deductible, I guess, right, right. <laughs> and the, but the kicker is if you have um a family then the minimum deductible there is, is 2600 and then if you look at the out of uh, maximum out of pocket it's actually even more staggering uh, because for an individual the uh, maximum out of pocket is 65 uh, 6550 dollars in order to be called you know high deductible plan and then for a family it's uh, basically double that at thirteen thousand one hundred dollars Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you can kind of see already that the, you know, uh, that the reason why they call high deductible plan is because the deductibles are really high, right? I mean, that's really, you know, that's really the gist of that. Got it. So, let's say you fall into that criteria. So, in some ways, those are the criteria for you to be able to have an HSA. Exactly. Yeah. So, if you do, how does it work? Um, Is it very similar to FSA in the sense that you, literally have a, also a debit card, that money goes into there. Um, how does that work? So, I mean, it, it depends on their plan because in most cases, they will assign you a debit card similar, very similar to an FSA. Okay. But in other cases, you can also do the reimbursement back. So, you know, when if you pay out of pocket, you can get reimbursed Got it. with that. And um, so, you know, earlier I mentioned that with an FSA, it gets automatically withdrawn out of your paycheck. I mean, similar thing here, but the main difference here is that in the FSA, when you contribute, it divides everything equally through yeah. all your paychecks, whereas in your HSA, um, you can do um, divide it out through, out through your paychecks. You can do a lump sum. You can There's a lot more um, flexibility there, actually, oh, okay. on how you want to contribute. Is this also, so is it through your employer in this case or it's not? So you can buy it through your employer as well. Um, well, I mean, for the focus on this is employer, but I mean, you can also do an uh, HSA outside of the Got employer it. as well. Got it. Okay. So, I mean, I, I think, um, I mean, some people I've seen uh, actually were considering doing, you know, instead of, if, let's say your healthcare plan at your work really sucks and yeah. you, you know, you want to go into like do, um, you know, go to healthcare.gov to get that. I mean, you can get a, um, an HSA if you want to pay, you know, very little. Wow. Assuming, I mean, assuming that you have, um, you know, your income is low and your health is good and you're young and things like that, you can really, you know, save that way too. From Got what it. I hear, I've never taken a look at it myself, but it's just from hearsay. <laughs> Got it. And this is also pre-tax money. Correct. Correct. So it's Correct. the same thing as FSA in that sense. Correct. And the expenses that you can use this for is also similar, or is this a little bit different? It's pretty much the same way. Right, uh, it's the same type. Of, you can basically buy the uh, same things with the uh, HSA that you can with the FSA. Got it. Or, okay. I mean, yeah, they're kind of the same thing in that regards. What about annual limits on this? So annual limits. So this one, you actually, there's a little uh, a bit more of leeway here. So for a single person, it's uh, thirty four hundred dollars. Okay. And for a family, um, for a family, it's a maximum of six thousand seven hundred fifty dollars as of two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then if you're fifty five or older, um, they have something called a catch up uh, amount, which is a thousand dollars. It was a thousand dollars on top of what I said okay. earlier. I was gonna say, yeah. oh, that sucks. For <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sorry, man, you only get that. A thousand on top of those. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So okay. it's kind of, it's almost kind of like, uh, like a four hundred one k, right? So it's kind of like a four hundred one k catch up in that sense. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Anything else on an HSA van? I think that's a uh, pretty comprehensive. In yeah. My opinion. Well, um, I guess the only other difference is that this uh, HSA is um, you can kind of treat it like a, almost like a checking account, and it's owned by you and not the employer. 
So the oh, FSA, that's really the employer own um, mm-hmm. FSA. So that's why it kind of makes sense when you know you don't use if you don't use a certain amount of the FSA, it goes back to them. Whereas in this God. in the HSA, uh, it's your own bank account. So even if you were to move jobs or get fired or something, that money is still yours to keep. Got it. So that money is really staying with you wherever you go and things like that. Exactly. How, do, how does I'm just kind of curious. Just my curiosity. How do you, how does the government make sure that you're not utilizing that money? Since you control it to like buy whatever you want, because when so when you use a debit card, I mean, whenever you purchase something, there's I, I would imagine it's coded with a certain type of transaction, mm, right? So that's one way you can check in. Also, the uh, HSA provider they are pretty strict on what you yeah. can buy, and they they usually are pretty good about approving or uh, rejecting yeah. certain um, claims. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I probably shouldn't think that these insurance companies haven't thought about that. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> People like me, um, <laughs> shady well, Kevin. Shady. I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm just kind of very curious about that. But again, I mean, I, I, I mean, one of the reasons again uh, why these two terms are really um, confused about is just because they're they're pretty similar in, in many ways. Yeah, I mean, they're in some ways in my mind. It's just again I, up until maybe a few weeks ago, I really didn't know there was such a thing as an FSA. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an HSA. Um, I felt like they were the same thing. But what is more common? Do you think? An FSA, then, in my opinion, I would or? say in the, uh, in the past that FSA was more common, uh, but now because of the whole, yeah, uh, uh, with the whole healthcare changes and all that, Got I think it. HSAs are kind of coming or uh, getting more popular, mainly because the premiums are much lower on the HSA versus uh, a standard uh, you know health insurance plan. Got it. So there, a lot of people are hitting that criteria of the minimum thirteen hundred Exa- twenty six. Exactly. And I mean, when I say standard, I, I know I mentioned a standard health plan earlier. I'm, I'm really talking about your HMO and your PPOs and your EPOs and things like that. So those are what I call standard. And then your HSA is something, you know, different Different. from that. Got it. Okay. Well, Van, can we talk about the benefits? Sure. Obviously, there's some good stuff to this. Um, Let's summarize that and just kind of say, you know, what are the benefits of an an healthcare FSA and or HSA? Okay. So, again, we mentioned a few times uh, the pre-tax contributions. Mm -hmm. So, again, you know, you kind of contribute the same way like you would contribute to your 401k. So, that's that's pretty cool. And, again, it's all usually it's done automatically. So, it's usually pretty painless, actually, since it's done automatic. So, that's one benefit. Um, Another one that I don't think most a lot of people know is that Let's say your spouse has um, an HSA or an FSA, and let's say you don't, right? Yeah. Um, your spouse can actually use their uh, HSA or FSA account to actually pay for your expenses, even yeah. though you may work for a different company, you may be self-employed and yeah. so forth. You can you can still use that pre-tax dollar to yeah. pay for your spouse's um, medical bills. That's what my wife's doing now for my foot. Well, for for you, I mean, you guys both work That's at, true. at the same time. I, I don't. It's technically her FSA. Got it. Not my. I don't have one. But in your case, it, it's a little bit different. Well. Actually, I guess yeah, in that case, it would be yeah, the same. Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. I was like, hi, wife. Can you uh, take care of this for me? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have to hobble over there. Jeez. So, but I understand. Cool. She's probably going to smack you when yeah. she hears this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> let's see. And, um, another benefit would be, let's see. So, you can actually, again, I'm, uh, I also mentioned this earlier, but let's say you can use your, um, let's say you wanted to earn like a lot of points on your credit cards and things like that. Yeah. So one cool way to, um, to do that is to use your credit card to pay for 
all of your medical expenses oh. and to earn those points. Cool. And then you can go back. I mean, you have to make sure you save all your receipts for this, but you can go back and basically get reimbursed based on all the um, the receipt expenses and so forth. Got it. So it's just a, you know you can you know, that way you can um, do some travel hacking or you can do some you know points building and so forth there as well. So I think I mean those are pretty. Yeah, that's something that I don't think people take a look at either, yeah. right? Ooh, that's cool. So that's actually a good segue in the sense that, little disclaimer, Van and I are working on a Money Hack podcast oh, yes. episode where Van is going to share with us some of his really neat tricks that he does to help build wealth and some of which I have used oh, yeah. and he's taught me. So definitely want to share with that with all of you. So stay tuned for that. Basically, it's a, it should be called um, How Does Van Stay So Cheap? No, 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 no. I call that, how does Van be so smart? Ah, okay. Genius. Why, thank you, thank you. So, uh, back to this Van, though. Now, is there, are there benefits or or advantages that FSAs have over HSAs and vice versa? Uh, There definitely are. So, I would say the main advantage of an FSA um, compared to HSA is that you typically the FSA is paired with a traditional uh, plan, and those plans usually have much lower uh, deductibles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know with with Obamacare, there's you know there's that bronze and uh, silver and gold level and yep. so forth, and each of those have different deductibles. But usually through your employer, um, the deductibles are usually in the hundreds of dollars, not yep. in the thousands of dollars, yep. right? So that that's one thing. And another uh, advantage is that um, you I, you know you mentioned earlier about your foot being broken in July and yes. whether or not I can use a full amount. I mean right. that's one thing you can do there too is Got it. you okay. can you you don't have to use your full amount that you contributed so far. But another cool thing about that though, let's say you broke your foot in uh, in February, right. right? And you use all that money, you know, your full thousand dollars to pay right. in February, yeah. and so you really only contributed only maybe like twenty percent of that so far, yeah. right? Or I don't know, I can't do the yeah. math right now, <laughs> but yeah, less than twenty percent. <laughs> but let's say that you this in March you decide to quit, yeah, and that is. But the thing is, when you quit, you you don't have to pay the remaining you know balance of that thousand oh. dollars, so you can actually. You know, screw the company a little bit, <laughs> in a sense, because essentially you're not you know, because you quit. You're not responsible to contribute the rest of the thousand dollars that you would normally put towards your FSA, for instance, oh, right? You're not getting a paycheck from the exactly. Yeah, so oh, that's wow. kind of a wash. So it's interesting story about that because when I actually did um, had uh, this I had a procedure done, and I went to HR to ask them about this uh-huh. FSA, and she was actually the one who told me about that. Oh. And I was thinking, <laughs> well, this is probably things uh, that you probably shouldn't have told yeah. me, right? <laughs> uh, I guess. The benefit of that short-term benefit outweighs the loss of a job, though. Right. It's, or doesn't outweigh the loss of a job. Sure. Well, when I say loss of a job, I'm really thinking about even if you were to um, move to another job or get oh, hired someplace else. I mean, this uh, doesn't really matter, got right? It, got it. But, I mean, in turn, again, if it's also like, you know, um, if you don't use all that money, then the employer can take it back, too. So, it kind of works both ways as well. But I'm just saying that here's a way that you can be advent- uh, as advantageous to an individual employee. Got it. Right? Got it. And in some ways, FSA is basically one way for people who don't have the higher deductibles to be able to participate in this type of you know, tax, uh, lowering your taxable income, and you can really only do it through an FSA, right? I mean, you can, but I mean, it also depends on what your employer provides. So, for instance, oh, at, at my uh, yeah. in my company, we have uh, standard health plans, and then we have FSA, but um, they don't ha- they don't provide HSA at all. So uh, I, those are those are my choices. Whereas at my wife's company, you have the standard health plan, the FSA, and the HSA that you can all choose from. So and there's some companies probably that don't offer any of those at all, except just regular basic health. Exactly. Insurance. Yep. Uh, okay. Good point. What about the other way around, Dan? The HSA advantages over an FSA. 
So again, um, the because it's really the HSA is paired with the um, high deductible health plan. Um, it's something that uh, those plans are usually has very low deductibles. Uh, I'm not not low deductibles. <laughs> <It has> low <laughs> low monthly premiums. Yeah, actually, got it, got and it. these monthly premiums are usually you know um, you know a fraction of what a typical like a PPO or HMO premiums usually are. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly because that, you know, because um, it's basically, it's one of those reinsurance that's good for, let's say if you're the type of person who never goes to the doctor, never gets hurt, this is perfect for you because it's, it's you know, you're basically paying the minimal amount that you need in order to be, you know, in the legal standing uh, with the healthcare right? Got it. Uh, regulations. And As so, of now. Correct. We'll so if, if you're uh, you know, a healthy young person, for instance, I mean, this is a perfect plan for you because you don't have to put that much money per month towards, uh, you know, this high deductible um, health plan premium. And Got so it. forth, but the thing is, you still—I uh, mean—you still have the option to also put, um, in, you know, in some companies they have a premium for the high deductible plan, uh-huh. and then you can put uh, money towards your FSA, uh, HSA account on top of that, right? Got so it. it's kind of like you know, your money's kind of going both ways. So one is for the premium, one is for your actual uh, HSA accounts. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So um, yeah, so that's that's one advantage, and um, I would say another advantage is um, for most a lot of employers for the HSA plans, they actually. Uh, provide some kind of contribution, almost like a uh, not really. A, it's like actually better than a four hundred one k match because it's kind of like free money that they give you. Wow! So, for instance, my uh, my wife's company, I think they give her like eight hundred or maybe about a thousand dollars that year that goes into her HSA account. You know, no strings attached. Wow! Which is pretty cool. That's so pretty cool. That's just and yeah, a lot, so a lot of companies do that uh, just because I think these type of plans doesn't cost a company very much money. So I think that's one way to to um, you know to really. Um, encourage people to use uh, the HSA plan versus a standard plan because I think the standard plans cost a lot more for for employer, right? Yeah. Oh, these companies. Yeah. (laughs) Smart, smart guys. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what else is there? So, Again, the, with the HSA, you have a lot more flexibility in how you want to do the uh, your contribution. So, for instance, let's say you plan for a thousand bucks, but let's say that oh man, I'm using actually like two thousand dollars this year for medical expenses. Yeah. So, let's say you use up your thousand dollars, and then you actually can decide to you know at a later date just put in more money throughout the year, mm-hmm. so that way it will cover all of your expenses. For instance, Got it. right? So that that's another good one. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I actually have a pretty big laundry list there. Um, investments. So. HSA. Okay. So this is one uh, another difference from HSA versus FSA is that uh, in an HSA you can have an investment option, and not all companies per, uh, allow this, but certain companies um, have like a, a way where you can use the balance in your HSA to invest in the stock market eventually, uh, effectively. Oh, yeah. Really? So that that one is pretty interesting because but you would still have to use that investment money, whatever gains on it that you get on healthcare related expenses though, right? You do. Um, there's actually for this part two of this, I'm going to show you like a cool little hack on this. And it's something that I've read on the, the Matt Feintis. So, I mean, I don't, I don't take credit for this at all. I'm just yeah. more or less regurgitating what he's saying, but it's, it's actually a pretty, in this investment aspect, it's actually um, a way to, you know, another way to actually build your retirement actually. So it's right. pretty, okay. it's pretty interesting. All right, so we'll um, save that for later. Yeah, let's see what else is there. So you can oh, uh, this is something that's huge. Um, you can roll over a hundred percent of your HSA to the following Got year. Got it. And okay. versus your FSA, there's some limitations there. Um, and again, it, you know, it follows you from job to job, mm-hmm. so you don't lose it when you 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 quit. 
And um, actually, I mean, this is another advantage. It's this is something that's kind of intrinsic to your health itself because n- knowing that you have a high deductible and so forth, you're not gonna you're not likely to go to the doctor's office very often for like little frivolous things, yep. right? So let's say you have um, like a you know you have a, a, a headache or something, yeah. right? I mean, instead, you know, m- most people who have ch- cheap healthcare, they would just go to the doctor like yeah. kind of frivolously for that, yeah. right? But I mean, uh, uh, if you have a high deductible one, you, you don't want you know you, you might as well just go to the store and just pick up some medication or something like that, right? So Again, it's just it kind of. I, I feel like if you um, have an HSA and that there's going to be all these expenses, if you go uh-huh. use it, then you're going to find ways to make your um, basically make healthier choices in your life. Yeah, right? I actually like that a lot, Ben, because I feel like that's it's like a self uh, reinforcing mechanism mm-hmm. there to try to you know in some ways help you save some money. Exactly. Now, obviously, we're not condoning if you're if you're not feeling well, right? Do right. Not go to the doctor, <laughs> right? But. but so to your point, like making healthier choices, I really like that. Exactly, yeah. because I know that uh, at, at my at my work, we in order to get some discounts on our premiums every month, we would have to do these surveys and all these like questionnaires and all that. But I mean, to, at the end of the day, I'm not really doing anything yeah. with these, right? It's just like okay, you're telling me that I'm not healthy, but it's not really getting, making me accountable um, to make myself healthier, right? God. Whereas I feel like with this HSA, that's you know a great way to incentivize it because if God. you don't, if you are unhealthy, then you're going to be paying more, God. and if you're healthy, you're going to be paying less got it in some ways yeah if, if it's, it's one way to again say hold on to your to your wealth correct in some ways. exactly man i had a couple questions here i wanted to ask you about sure. the hsa it's possible for you to have a high deductible plan but then choose not to do the hsa right they're not necessarily tied together Right. I mean, you could do a high deductible health plan, but not have not do an hsa that's a good question um or are they one and the same I believe I believe you're right because I remember when I was shopping for health insurance for my parents and I was looking mainly for the bronze. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those deductibles are really high, but yep. yet they were not HSA plans. God, right? got it. Okay. So I think it's still yeah. So I think optional, I believe you. Yeah, I think in that case is optional. But I would say it, through your employer, I don't think you have that option. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, a side question: Urgent care. Mm-hmm. Does that count as a ex- uh, health care related? Oh, by, all those can be used. Oh yeah. So these. urgent care your doctor's visit, your specialist, your uh, emergency rooms. I mean, all of that can be, uh, you can use FSA or HSA to pay for Got that. Got it. Okay, cool, Van. Uh, any other advantages you want to talk about or benefits in general? Uh, I think that's that's all I have for now. I mean, I'm sure there are others, but these are the main ones that I've found during, my, during my research, at least. So personal, let's talk a little about personally between you and me. Uh, obviously, I've talked about the fact that my wife has an FSA. Right. FSA, yes. FSA. I've been telling a lot of people I have an HSA, <laughs> but clearly I don't. Yeah. FSA. Uh, what about you? Do you have an FSA or an HSA? So my my wife has an FSA, and okay. I actually had uh, I actually have an FSA as well. Um, however, uh, actually I take that back. I had an FSA last year, but not this year, and uh, because I was I was an idiot. That's why because I forgot. <laughs> basically what what I I didn't do is I figured you know I'm not gonna. Um, for whatever reason, I thought that I was going to get uh, injured or anything like that this year, so I didn't put anything there. And I knew that my wife pretty much maxed out on her end, but I, in hindsight, I should you know, um, I should have put something in there as well. Got it. Yeah. And have you had to use any of Oh, I'm sure you've used it for doctor visits and things like that. Right. So last year, uh, this year, I just used my wife's uh, FSA debit card to pay for a nice. lot. And again, because we had our baby as well, um, we oh, used quite a right. bit of that to pay for. Actually, um, oh, this would be a good hack, actually, because uh, last year, my wife had an HSA and then uh, because okay so 
clearly when you have a baby, it's, you have like about yes. nine to ten months to plan all this yes. expenses, right? So uh, last year my wife had an HSA that we maxed out, and then this year we have an FSA that we maxed out. And mm. actually, going, I'm going to talk about this in the next next episode, so people actually tune in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, I like that. Let's do more of this. But uh, there was a very yeah, this a it was a pretty cool like optimal way that we um, we did this so that way we can maximize uh, or minimize the amount of cost for baby delivery. So I think that's something that I'm going to talk about in the next episode. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Van, I think we're going to close out this episode, uh, given that, you know, we still have quite a bit of cover. We want to make this into two parts. Again, very exciting. Guys, if you guys are listening the first time, this is our first first two-parter. Although some of the other episodes should have been a two-parter. Well, you know what, man? We didn't do it that way. No, they we get to suffer through the hour. No, long. no, they get to enjoy all of this. <laughs> all right. So, again, guys, Vanny wanted to share uh, where they can reach us sure. and ask some questions. Certainly. So, again, if you have any questions, comments, or topics, please email us at a word about wealth at gmail.com. And again, please rate, review, and share this podcast with your friends, family, dog, whoever, because it's just uh, good to get our, you know, spread this word about wealth, right? Yes, please spread the gospel. Yes. Because uh, we've already gotten some good questions. We did a, a, a mailbag for the first time we last did. week. Uh, very exciting stuff. I'd love to hear from you guys. We had some people from John from Australia. I know. Pretty that's awesome. How cool is that? Um, it's across from, the pond again, right? <laughs> across <laughs> the pond. But uh, in some ways, also the reviews are really important. Um, I just found out we need like a certain amount of reviews before it actually show up on the iTunes. Oh, interesting. I was like, oh, I thought... I thought me, myself, would give me up there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, and, and like Van said, all those reviews would be super helpful. So uh, please keep them writing. I think what we're going to do, Van, um, you know, I don't know, probably not next episode as we're finishing up, but Van had this good idea of adding a Q&A session, of just asking some of the questions that we do get right. in the podcast that may not necessarily be related to the topic at hand, but just maybe we'll be touching upon some just normal stuff because ultimately I know we've only covered so many topics. I'm sure our fans have other financial topics that they are asking about. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. Guys. Right. I mean, and it's something that we, if it's something that, we, um, it's really that Q and a section is really designed for, you know, quick, like lightning round yes. type of Q and a, right. I mean, if it's something, if it's like stuff, it's such a compelling question. We'll, we can't even create a, an, an episode about that, yeah. but if it's something like, I mean, I feel kind of bad for the person asking about uh, what, what, should, what should I do after I get married. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. That, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm going about that question. Yeah, I'm, I'm really. I'm sure that that person didn't think we were going to talk about you know yeah. 40 minutes about yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that was good though. But we'll keep those for the mailbag one. These right. are more for like, mm. hey man, I make I make thirty thousand dollars. Can I buy a Lamborghini? And the man's going to tell you no. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, I'm not even a, like, maybe a toy model Lamborghini, but <laughs> a well, used toy model Lamborghini oh, at that. Jeez, man. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways. Be a little helpful, man. All right. Well, perfect, guys. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Goodbye. See ya.